My name is Drew Moyer. I am the Chief of Staff at Second Harvest. Second Harvest has been providing no-cost delivery to partners across eastern Washington for many, many years. And we had to make the extremely unfortunate and, frankly, emotionally difficult decision to pause deliveries to 80-plus partners in December and January. And the reality is, unfortunately, that food is going out our doors faster than it's coming in. We had notified partners in September that we were really starting to see a crunch. We notified all of our network partners, there are about 250 of them across the state, that we were forecasting a downtrend in donated food. And then again, you know, when we had to pause, it seemed like it came as a bit of a surprise, though we had been communicating that we felt like this was coming. So it's, yeah, it's been kind of an interesting journey as a lot of food banks have been experiencing this. And it seemed to kind of move with a lot of velocity into our region towards the end of the year. And it happened at the same time as a ton of more people were starting to seek food assistance based on the inflationary pressure that they were feeling in their households. There was like this vice that people were really squeezed in. And as the pandemic relief resources really started to ebb away, we're seeing record numbers of people in our food lines. Like right at the time that we need more support, we're seeing a lot of those resources go away. And so that's been really challenging, I think, for us and you know, for anybody that's serving people facing hunger. It's really, really tricky right now. And while in October, we spent an extra 500000 to buy additional desirable dry goods, it was necessary, but completely unsustainable. And this is happening in a time when there's more and more people seeking food assistance as a result of inflation and other pressure that they're feeling on their monthly household budgets. Second Harvest has distribution centers in Spokane and in Pasco. And so we made this decision to pause deliveries, but it's not a situation that's isolated to Second Harvest. We're a member of Feeding America, which covers 199 food banks across the country. And nationwide, many are facing a lot of the same challenges. There's a lot of reasons for it. Rising food costs are growing faster than inflation. Crop yields were down this last year, including apples and potatoes in Washington. Then there's droughts across the West that have really reduced national supplies. And then fertilizer has become less available. And all of that is contributing to lower crop yields. And in turn, we're facing the pinch of seeing less donated food reach into our facilities. You know, I wish we had a crystal ball to determine, you know, when donated food supplies were going to rebound. You know, through the teeth of the pandemic, there was times we were distributing north of 4 million pounds per month. And at this point, we're estimating perhaps in the realm of 2 to 2.5 million pounds. So our number one goal is locating more donated food that we can distribute at no cost to our partners across the region. The reality, based on the factors that I mentioned around crop yields, fertilizer shortages, and just rising prices, is that we see the donation disruption likely to continue for a year and a half to two years. So we'll be evaluating kind of on a continual basis and working really hard to procure more food. But, you know, we, we don't know when donated food supplies are going to rebound. We're a member of Feeding America. And so we have an agreement to serve the 21 counties of Eastern Washington and the five of Northern Idaho. And we'll continue to serve those folks through our mobile market, which delivers food directly to people facing hunger in Stevens County, Ferry County, Ponderay County, as it does the other counties that we serve. The mobile market is a direct service program that we operate that has some specific funding and staff and food resources behind it. And so we are able to operate that. It will make some stops in Stevens County and other counties that we've organized with local partners. What this means for us right now is that we've simply had to put a pause on sending trucks into 
areas where we can't fill them up, where the trucks are going out empty. For us, it's just really inefficient when it costs $1,000 to fuel a tractor trailer and to have it go out, you know, a third to a half full. The economics of that just don't make sense. So we'll work really hard to restore no-cost delivery just as soon as we can. And we will work really hard to do that just as soon as possible. Just to be really clear, I didn't say that our projected pause is for a year. I think that donated food supplies are going to be disrupted for a year to two years. Now, whether we can earn more support for donated food in the meantime, I think is a separate and different question. But I think the reality is we're facing a lot of headwinds. As a group of people committed to serving people facing hunger, the reality is there's more people seeking assistance and it's become more expensive to try to procure food to feed those folks. You know, we really hope that the situation gets better faster than, you know, a year and a half to two years. Again, our number one priority really is finding more donated food to distribute at no cost. And that's been our philosophy for serving our partners for many, many years. We go and procure donated food and we do as much good as we possibly can with it. And we do that by providing it to our partners for free, for no dollars, that curbside delivery program. You know, this has been a really difficult couple of months for us. You know, obviously we recognize these decisions affect people's lives and you know, we hope to locate more food just as quick as we can. If folks want to get involved or learn more, they can always visit 2-harvest.org and there's a listing of when those activities will happen. So you can go to our website and you can find that stuff out. If they want to help or contribute to their local pantry, you know, that's very much appreciated right now. And the other thing that folks can do is volunteer. There's always a need for extra hands and bodies to help out, whether that's sorting food or distributing food. And it makes a huge difference every hour or every dollar donated. This is Tian Shoemaker, and I'm the director for the Colville Food Bank. What is going on with Second Harvest is their inventory levels are low. And they forewarned us back in September that there's a possibility that they're not going to be able to deliver to the outer lying areas. They've got to have a focus more so on the Spokane food banks and the other pantries that they support down there. We do receive food from Northwest Harvest. We receive food from Grocery Recovery. And then the other thing is, too, is that way back in April of 2020, when all of the food supply was increased immensely, and then all this money was going out in the community, I've been saying all along that when this stops, it's not going to be good. And watching what is going on in the food supply chain and also our grocery stores, I held back on distributing a lot of our food. So our pantry is full. Whereas the other food pantries, they would just give out as much food as they possibly can. And now their levels are really low. But as far as Second Harvest goes, they were in communication with us. And when I got a call like, Tian, we're not going to be able to provide you food for the next couple of months. Are you okay? And I said, I'm actually fine. But a couple of the other food banks claimed that they never got that message. The thing about it is, is that you've got to have a good contact person so that these other service agencies can actually talk to a person and update them and let them be aware. This isn't permanent. This is just until they can get the food resources. I mean, you got to look at the cost of what your groceries are now. Some of them have doubled and tripled, but their purchasing power is it's half of what they were able to purchase prior. They don't want it permanent, but right now they don't know when they're going to be able to get their pantry filled so that they can come back to Stevens County. 
You know, to the outerlying areas, say like Curlew and stuff like that, they're very important because they're lacking of like grocery stores and stuff like that. So they can't just, you know, hop in the car and drive to a grocery store. But a lot of times people don't understand that those food distributions, they are sponsored. So there is a church that pays for those trucks to come here. In our community, there's a church that pays for those trucks to come here and provide that food. And that food is actually purchased by Second Harvest. So Second Harvest actually does a lot for our community. There's a greater need to provide food to the families who, throughout this whole pandemic, were paying their bills and taking care of their mortgages. And these are the people that did not receive SNAP benefits or EBT or anything like that. And so there's that susceptible portion of our community that I think is actually falling through the cracks because they don't want to use a food bank because they were raised not to, not to rely on stuff like this. But this is what we are here for, is we are here to make sure that there's no one in our community going hungry. I would really like to ask the community to help support our missions and goals, and also our smaller communities like Curlew and Addy. They don't always get the bigger portions and stuff like the bigger food banks do. And so if they can help out in any way, and I know that a lot of them could use more volunteers, and we are starting to see an increase in return of clientele. It's one of those things where we really have to buckle down and think of what our needs are. Our food bank here, we've got a great inventory right now. And so we're actually doing fine. Those little food banks are the ones that are really needing help. My name is Asia Bridge, and I am the Nutrition Services Program Manager at Rural Resources. And we partner with food pantries in the Tri-County area. And then we also have Senior Nutrition Services in Tri-County. We have a state-funded program that is called the Emergency Food Assistance Program. And the state actually purchases food delivers it to us, and then we distribute it to food pantries within Tri-County. So that is where our food comes from. Most of the food we distribute comes from that program, and that is still a very fully funded program. And actually, there's more money being put towards food assistance on the federal and state level in 2023. Now, it's true that the dollars don't buy as much food as they used to, (laughs) right, a couple years ago. But there is a lot of money, a lot of support being put towards food assistance. So that's the picture that I see and that's what I work with. That is not changing. We also do grocery rescue. We pass that on to food pantries. And then when other agencies contact us, other nonprofits that work in food assistance, like Second Harvest or Northwest Harvest or the Northeast Washington Hunger Coalition, you know, when they contact us and they have some food that needs to get out, then we just help make those connections because a lot of times we might be going somewhere anyway. So sure, we can, you know, add some pallets into our truck and we just want to collaborate and help get the food out from all these different sources. Because we are not actually purchasing food, we may not be seeing the same issue that, say, Second Harvest or Northwest Harvest or the food pantries themselves are seeing. 
They can just call the main line if they need food assistance or need senior nutrition services. Just call our main office. My name is Stephanie Smith. I'm the executive director of Northeast Washington Hunger Coalition. We've been in existence for about 10 years and we apply for WSDA funds and buy from local farmers. And you know, that helps our local farmers and helps our area become self-sustaining. We want to feed ourselves and feed our neighbors. And Second Harvest ceasing rural deliveries and they focus on providing meat and produce. So they are no longer bringing semis up to our 17 food pantries in Ferry Stevens and Pondray County. This is difficult for local food pantries that have relied on second harvest for years. They still are getting staples from Northwest Harvest, but there's food supply shortages going on. Fuel is more expensive and food is more expensive. So just when more people are turning to food pantries for assistance because of increased costs of food and fuel, supply to food pantries is diminishing. So at Northeast Washington Hunger Coalition, we try to strengthen emergency food supply chain issues. We try to focus on locally grown produce. With our Farm to Food Pantry program, we buy produce from local family farmers and distribute it during our growing season to all 17 food pantries. We also are putting together a grow a row program and gleaning team so that local home gardeners can donate excess and then we will distribute it to the food pantries. But we're also seeking whatever solution is available to get more healthy produce to our food pantries during this time. We're trying to increase our cold storage here so that we can receive more and distribute more. So I'm applying for a grant with Innovia to put a walk-in cooler in so that we can acquire and then give out more local healthy fruits and vegetables. But yeah, there's a pinch going on. And part of the reason food pantries and local fresh produce and proteins are important for our very rural locations is often there's no grocery store. So our outlying communities without a grocery store, people who are struggling with the cost of fuel driving to a grocery store, people who are struggling with purchasing groceries, you know, it's putting more pressure on them. And oftentimes the smaller outlying grocery stores, sometimes they're just a little convenience store. And what they have is more expensive and they don't have the breadth of variety that's needed for a healthy diet. So that's why Second Harvest ceasing produce and protein delivery has hit our outlying food pantries most severely. But it's affecting all of them. I was able to acquire 1,000 pounds of potatoes and 700 pounds of oranges weeks ago, and that got potatoes to about 10 of our 17 food pantries, and most of them hadn't had potatoes for over a month. So the impact is real. I'm hoping to find local solutions, and maybe this is a wake-up call that we need to network locally to solve these problems. We can act, and I have approval of the board to act as a collect and distribute site. So they could contact me. It needs to be cost effective. If somebody is dropping off one bag of canned goods, while that's great, I could spend all my time then picking up from individuals. It would be better to designate a time and day of the week that I would be here available for receiving 
dry and canned goods. Sometimes food drives are organized through Second Harvest and we did have a little clunky thing because a local food bank had a big hunger event and Second Harvest used to pick up and distribute those and they're not doing that anymore. And so I'm totally willing if a local grocery store wants to do a food drive to be the person that picks it up and redistributes it. Typically what happens is people think of their local food bank. So they contact Tian and that's why Tian is well supplied, honestly, because local stores think locally and that's wonderful. But New HC tries to think locally and distribute out to our small rural locations that don't have grocery stores. We go to Ion, Cusick, Northport, Orient, Republic, Curlew, Hunters, Welpinit, Tumtum, Springdale Valley. And we do Chewila, Colville, and Kettle Falls as well. I know Northport's one grocery store closed. And then that increased pressure on the food bank there. You know, Second Harvest has been wonderful. They're a nonprofit and people donate to them and then they purchase food and distribute it. But it's easier for them to supply the population dense areas. You know, they used to drive out to all our small rural locations and they said they can't afford to take a third full semi and drive it that far. It doesn't pencil out. We're hoping that they will get resupplied with food and maybe we could assist, you know, since we're already during the growing season going to all those locations, we're looking for any solution that's going to solve the problem. My name is Tina Rubio, and I am the director of the Kettle Falls Community Chess Food Bank. We're having a music fundraiser on January 28th at Northern Ales here in Kettle Falls. It will go from about 3 p.m. to around 10-ish. There will be many amazing bands donating their talent and many other amazing people behind the scenes helping put this together. This year we will be doing a silent auction also to help raise more money. There will be a list and some photos on our Facebook page, which is Kettle Falls Community Chest. There is no cover charge, but a suggested donation of $10 or canned food items is appreciated. All donations go to the Kettle Falls Food Bank. We hope to see you all there to enjoy some friendship, great music, food, and beverages. Currently, the food bank's food supply is low, and we are starting to get more clients coming back in since all of the COVID relief money has been used in other areas. Currently, we are no longer receiving extra food from one of our main distributors, which was Second Harvest. So we are doing what we can to make sure that we are still providing enough food to help the people in the community that are in need. Currently, we are serving approximately 100 to 120 families a month. Kettle Falls and some of the surrounding areas like Evans and Marcus, before COVID, we were serving between two and 250. Most of the seniors, they don't get the cost of living increases. They do get them, but it's nothing to brag about. We have some single people that are getting Social Security that are only getting like $850 a month, and that's what they have to live on. We're currently looking for volunteers. If anybody has any free time that they would like to come and help the people in the community and help us hand out food, possibly stock, that type of thing, we're open Monday through Thursday from 10 to 2. If anybody's interested, and they can just come in and ask for me. Again, my name is Tina Rubio. I'm the director here at Kettle Falls Food Bank. We are located at 472 Meyer Street in Kettle Falls. We are open Monday through Thursday from 10 to 2. And, and if anybody needs to mail in things, if they would love to donate anything, they can mail it to our P.O. Box, which is 1145, also in Kettle Falls. Our phone number is 509-738-2326. And just a reminder, food stock is January 28th at Northern Ales here in Kettle Falls. It'll be from 3 p.m. till around 10. 
My name is Stephanie Smith. I'm the executive director of Northeast Washington Hunger Coalition. We need to identify gleaning opportunities where food is falling and going to waste because it's the end of the season or you pick didn't clean it out so we can go and get whatever's left. However, last year, I think because of the increased cost of food, some of our U-Pick places got picked out and there wasn't anything left to glean. So we're trying to put a Grow a Row program together where people say, I'll grow an extra row of broccoli, carrots, potatoes, onions, and I'll donate it to Northeast Washington Hunger Coalition and we will distribute it. So the other thing we hope by increasing our cold storage is that maybe we can purchase things that last. Typically, we function just during our growing season and then we don't have anything to distribute past about the end of October. But if we have acceptable cold holding and can obtain the funds, Maybe we can purchase end-of-season potatoes and onions and apples, things that store well and kind of increase our distribution period. And so I'm contracting with local farmers to grow plant starts, veggie starts, and then we hired a little gal just getting her biology degree to go out to each food bank. And people who sign up, they can get instruction. And I'm getting seeds donated. We want them to start growing their own food. And so we're trying to tackle hunger from a lot of directions. Once the seed company sells last year's seed, whatever they have left, they'll donate to charities. So I've got a bag of seed from Baker Creek. I have a local farmer saying he has last year's seed left over. And it's almost like whatever works. And this is new. Last year, we had such a cold, wet spring. We had funds to buy produce and there was no local produce to buy. So we bought plant starts and people were delighted to get a tomato, a bell pepper, a squash plant and to go home and plant it. And so that birthed this idea of, hey, those people can't go to the farmer's market and buy a plant. But if we take it to them and we get them a pot, you know, we really have a mental health crisis going on. COVID isolated people. And the truth is, Studies are showing that people who grow something improve in mental health. Get their hands in the dirt and see something good happen, it improves mental health. And so that's a side benefit. We're trying to feed people and help people feed themselves. We have one shipment a month from Spokane that has been dropped for a couple months due to the lack of food that they have. Second harvest is the one that is not delivering. We do get a lot of food from them, but we have had a real shortage of food from them even before they sent us a notice that they weren't going to be able to give us anything for those months. We seem to be maintaining a little bit, I guess, that you would say, holding our own, but we kind of work in concert with others around. In other words, Colville gets a lot of food from the realtors, Safeway, Super One, Grocery Outlet, etc. So they give us a lot or as much as they can. And in return, we kind of have helped out hunters. I think all of the food outlets or all the food banks, food pantries, I think they're all feeling a little crunch here. We try to help one another out. 
from place to place where we can. There's just been a noticeable difference. It's been tough, but we're kind of maintaining and holding our own. 